With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. since I've been around. I haven't done the show lately, but I am so glad to be with you today to have this vessel, this radio platform on the internet so that we can discuss the goings-on in our great nation. I don't care what anybody says. I believe that this is the best country in the whole world. I think that if the rules are followed. The rules that are set down by the Constitution, the rules that govern and police us, if these things are followed, we indeed are the best nation. And I've invited some really, really intelligent, smart, and okay, I'll admit it, like-minded people to join me today to discuss this upcoming election. This has been one of the ugliest things and the scariest of all elections I've ever seen. I have to admit, you know, I've not um, seen anything quite like this. And, um, you know, it's it's a a little scary. So just so that you know ahead of time, let me just let you know, we have friend of the show and friend of mine, Therese from the R&B Divas. You may know her as being Monifa's wife. We have Linda Clifford, 
R&B legend joining us. And we have author, lawyer, and filmmaker. All of those things rolled up in one nice ball of sweetness. Um, Mr. Nathan Hale Williams, who will be joining us as well to discuss, you know, what's going on. So, um, that's, that's where we're at. And, um, I've been watching people's posts and so forth, and people seem to be just as uptight and, well, up, I don't know if uptight is the right word, but as concerned about the, the goings on as, as I am. And so before we go on to election day, um, I just thought it would be important for us to discuss it. And, uh, yeah. So I'm going to play a little music until our friends join us. And uh, (laughs) this song has been running through my head all day. So I'm going to play Gladys Knight and the Pips, a song off of the soundtrack of the movie Claudine. And if you haven't seen it, you need to check it out. Um, we don't want to go backwards. We don't want to go backwards. And that's the important thing to understand, you know? this The name of this song is Mr. Welfare. So check it out. Keep away from him, Mr. Welfare, on WGR. Children and a man to be a new thing. I must devote my cut all my time to make me shake. It's a hard, hard sacrifice.
any any anybody that needs help and happens to be fortunate enough to um experience her, I'm sure they've received more than they even bargained for. And so have I, as she is one of the board members of our nonprofit, the Emancipation Foundation, which let me just give a quick plug, is a nonprofit organization that is dedicated to helping not only victims and survivors of sexual exploitation, commercial sexual exploitation, but those organizations that help those survivors. Um, Therese is her name. Um, She is also one of the stars from the R&B Divas of Atlanta and the original R&B Diva. Um, and married to one of our favorite R&B divas, Monifa. I mean, you know, wow. I, I could go on and on and on. Therese is just a beautiful person, a model. I mean, just just beautiful inside and out. And I'm, like I said, I could go on and on and on. And no matter what the accolades and big, you know, big time being a superstar, because she's a superstar, um, she's more than that. She is a down-to-earth, probably one of the most real people and intelligent people that I've ever met. And so with that, and I, I know some pretty smart people. I went to Columbia University personally, so you know I think I could speak to that. With that, I give you all my homie, um, Therese Michelle. And I'm looking for the, where the hand claps? Where are the people, where are the people with the hand claps? That, you know, I don't even need hand claps after that. My goodness. I, look, I know you don't need it. I, I know you don't. <laughs> but you're so worthy. Thanks. You are so worthy, not only of the hand claps, but of so, so, so much more. And the hand claps are coming, I promise. But how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm blessed. Happy Saturday, Saints. I hope everybody is geared up. It's like that extra last call before the election. I know folks have a lot of stuff on their mind. How are you doing, Yvonne? Real. I'm doing a lot better right now because guess what I found? What'd you find? Naked and incomplete until the people started clapping for you. You know, I was like, "Yo, what's up with that?" You know, I'm. You know what? I, I'm. I'm really nervous. That's how I'm doing. That's how I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. With good reason because you know a lot is riding on this election, and you know, and folks are feeling all kinds of ways. You know, and you know, I just think that we don't have the luxury anymore. You know, um, you you're gonna have to you're gonna have to make a move. You're gonna have to make a move. You're gonna have to decide. You know, we're no longer a society where we can sit back and be in a nebulous space of just uh, fury or tension without making a move. You know, all votes matter, and um, you know, we just have to make sure we keep certain entities out of the government. You know, absolutely, absolutely, out of we- the government. People people don't understand like how important it is to not only be able to 
do things here at home, but to work well with other nations. Right. That is so important to me. Like, I, I guess, you know, you kind of take things for granted when you have a president who is as charismatic as President Obama and how the world has opened up to us as a result of him working with other nations. Um, and, and even prior to that, I mean, you know, presidents who I may not have voted for and, you know, there was okay. still some some sort of diplomacy that had to go on. And right. whether I like those candidates or not, they were, you know, at least diplomatic where they needed to be. Right. And and, and I, yeah, and I just I'm just concerned that you know you talking about throwing up walls and things of that nature and and insulting your average American citizen, and, and what are you going to do in, when, the, when the spotlight, I mean, like, when, when someone from another country, another president or leader of, of another country um, says something that you don't like? <laughs> or finds out something that you may not agree with, and uh, it's kind of sort of true. You know, you know, it's funny. I, you know, what hurts me the most is our kids. Our, our future is watching how the behavior around this election is. You know, from investigations to all the probes to all the act-outs to the fights at the rallies. You know, not only does it not appear to be safe to go cast your vote, it's not even safe to have an opinion in some situations, but you have to kind of, look through all that muck and mire to be able to get to what the issues are. Now, everybody, I mean, okay, the only platforms that they've given the candidates thus far that is clear are when they speak at the independent rallies or they have the debate. And, you know, you're going to have to kind of use your sound mind and judgment. And, you know, everybody will have something to say about things that went on behind the story, like, you know, from email to, to, uh, trafficking in the whole nine yards about the independent candidates. But when it counts and when they are delivering the message to the American people, they are afforded, what, two or three platforms to do that, and those are called a debate. You know, and there are questions, there are questions that are asked, and we are looking for answers. Now, what I've gotten or the feeling that I had to shake behind the first two or three, with two, well, two of them, was that, you know, like, you know when you're not, from a basic level, you know when someone's not answering your question, don't you? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Now, now, hold on one second. I I, I feel your fire. I feel your fire. But Ms. Linda Clifford has joined us, so I just want to welcome her onto the show. Um, For those of you who may know who Ms. Linda Clifford is, let me just give y'all a little, just a little something. Ms. Clifford is... A legendary, I mean legendary, legendary. R&B singer um, and entertainer. She had hits, has hits, because I'm listening to Sirius. They still on, and I play it to, to, to this day. Runaway Love, <laughs> if my friends can see me now. I mean, songs that we still dance to today that may have been 
done. I, you know, Miss Miss Clifford could speak to that for herself. She's also been recently united with Evelyn Champagne King and Martha Wash, and have created the First Ladies of Disco, and they have a, a new song out. I mean, she hasn't stopped. She's still fabulous and still as beautiful as can be. And um, I've been watching her tweets. She's very excited about the Cubs winning the World Series. And she's very (laughs) passionate about this election, which is why I invited her to be on this show. And I'm so, so very grateful that she decided to join us. This is Miss Linda Clifford. How you doing? I'm so, listen, I'm so excited. I'm listening to y'all. I've been listening to y'all talk about this um, election. So, you know, this is right up my alley. I love talking about this stuff. <laughs> Great. And I'm sure you know Therese. Good morning, yes. Ms. Clifford. Good, Good morning. Good morning. Tom. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Thank you for joining us. Absolutely. It is my pleasure to be here. Believe me, you know Javon. I I be here all the time. <laughs> you, you know you're one of you're one of our favorite guests. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And again, congratulations on the Cubs win. So you know miracles do happen. <laughs> you know what? I'm a believer. I'm a believer. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So, um, Therese. You were you were saying some really really interesting and insightful things. I, I want you to wind that up if you can. Well, I would just you know I wanna I wanna hear Miss Miss Clifford's point of view, but I was just to wrap it up. I was just saying that you know you know on a basic level when your questions aren't being answered. That starts as a child. You know your mother taught you those fundamentals. You know that she asks you a question and you start talking about something else and she goes I asked you this. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and it was, it was, and our kids are watching this mockery, you know, and and you know, it's embarrassing to say the least, you know, um, and you know, you have to answer the questions, and you, it kind of reduces you an adult as an adult to say, well, no, baby, he 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 didn't answer the question, and no, yeah, I know they asked him that, and I know you aren't clear, you know, it's it's it, it's really embarrassing, and um. It has been an embarrassment, and I think it's important that everybody grab somebody and get down yeah. to the polls. And those states that have voted early already, thank you, thank you, thank you. And those states that are coming up on the election this Tuesday, get out there, vote. You don't have the luxury of sitting home and complaining. Um, you just don't, you know. But that's that's it. That's it for me from on that piece. <laughs> Yeah, well, I yes. agree wholeheartedly with that. I, I, you know, I'm gonna just jump in here for a minute if I can because yes, please. You know, the problem has been, I think, first of all, this entire thing has been an embarrassment to our yes. country, to the entire country. Uh, the fact that this man has made it as far, you know, as he has, and the listen. I, you know, it's not up to me to tell people who to vote for, and I'm not trying to do that. I just simply want people to understand what they're seeing. And and by understand, I mean, you know, it's like they said in The Godfather, keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. You know, you got to know where somebody is really coming from. 
look at who is around him and who is providing all of this space and time for him to be out there spewing this kind of hatred. Um, I think that the other the other thing that we need to discuss is his lack of ability to run a company. How he gonna run a country? Mm. <laughs> and that's true. But you know, Miss Clifford, it seems as though he has bamboozled the majority of Americans into thinking and believing that he is a successful businessman. That's because that's what they want to believe. You know, sometimes when you want something so bad, you you yes. start to believe it even if it's wrong. <laughs> that's that I think is what what is happening. They want you know, someone that's going to come in and overturn everything that our POTUS has done. And, you know, it's like, are you serious? You have, you know, you really have to go back and listen to, I think, you have to listen to all sides. You can't, first of all, if you watch Fox News and believe what comes out of it, and I say news, (laughs) you know, I'm being sarcastic because that is definitely not a news station. Uh, we're talking entertainment, which is where he he comes from. You're fired, okay? This is reality TV, yes, yes. which is fine. But you can't run a country, the biggest, most powerful country on the planet, the way you run your company. And not pay people, and not and doing all, and don't get me started on this woman groping thing. Don't even take me. Oh there my because, God, I know, I know. I'm like, you do what? I mean, he admitted it. Yeah. And yeah. any woman who would vote for this man after what he has said, and all these women that have come forward, really, everybody lying. Everybody lying. Come on. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. I mean, you said so much. There's so many points that you have touched upon. Um, the first thing I wanna I wanna address, and you know, I, I I really I think maybe I'll wait until Nathan joins us to to really discuss the um the legacy of our POTUS. Um, okay. But right. Because he's, you know, he's an attorney, and and you know, he's he he may have some really insightful things to to add to that. But we're we're three women here discussing this, and honestly, the horror that rose up in my being, in my soul, when I heard that tape, uh-huh. you know, and and, and just to. to See after that because I thought, well, that's it. He's done. Yeah. At least, at least with the women. But there are still women who are supporting him. Uh, yeah. Right. I just uh, and I'm trying to wrap my brain around that and go, did you not? How could you not have heard that? It's been on every news channel. Every, I mean, even Fox played it. <laughs> It's been everywhere, and, you know, all of these people that are coming forward, and, of course, they're all saying that the media is 
is uh, crooked because it's not in their favor. It's not something they want to hear. So, of course, it's the media's fault. The media wasn't there groping them women. Right. They They didn't grab them by nothing. I know, I know. And then to say, and then the the words that he used. Oh yeah, how how degrading and low life and and trashy to speak that way in the first place. And the, uh, this whole excuse of locker room talk. Yeah. Uh 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 uh. That's so wrong. I know y'all yeah. been in locker rooms before. Everybody been in a locker room. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah, right? I ain't never heard nothing like that. <laughs> and Therese, you you used to um be an athlete, yes? Yes, uh, in a sense, yes. <laughs> and, <laughs> and no, you know. And no, it just it, it just doesn't and you know, and I'm I'm gonna keep it real, you know. There are people like Trump. You know, and I'm just gonna say his name because I'm, you know, I'm just. There are people like him that think the same way, and that's a certain class of folks that you know are are in that mentality. And for him to make a generalization of locker room and insult half the people who make their living, saying that this is their point of view, whether they want to express it or not, you know, once is again, once again, it's deflecting, you know, because if it's, mm-hmm. he he can't stand alone in any of his mess. You know, he has to say, well, everybody does it, or this is what the people do. You know, no. You know, when you make statements at the highest platform in this country, you stand alone in that mess, you know, um, and it's just what it is. So, no, I don't at all, you know, um, believe in him. I think that that was just a reflection of who he is at his core and what he believes. I don't think that's going to change overnight. You know, he's how old? 60-something, 70-something He's 70. Wow. Yeah, 70, and I don't think you're going to change that 70-year-old opinion in, in a few months of running a campaign. Um, it's going to be there. I think his advisor, if he has any that can advise him, need to tell him to shut up on some things, you know, should have told him a long time ago. Well, I think they but, did. He just doesn't listen. <laughs> well, yeah. There I think, I think, you know what? It, his, his campaign manager, uh, Kelly, what's her name, she – came in and tried to turn him around and kind of got him, I think, going in a better direction and got him right. to stay on, try to stay on point. But he won't listen to them yeah. because they, they so, know he's hurting himself. I apologize. Over the last couple of days, he seems to have been um, calming down, trying to stay on point, and... <laughs> Reading the the prompters, the teleprompters more. Um, yeah. I, I have to, you know, even with the lunacy that is his candidacy, I, you know, I, look, this show, nobody, I, I don't have any sponsors. So I don't have to be PC. I, don't, <laughs> I love it. I, I don't have to not call his name or her name, you know? I do. Yep. I do feel like I have to be fair, right? Right. So, if we can find anything positive about Mr. Trump, we should put that out there. Let's be responsible, right? Yes, absolutely. It's very difficult, though. I'm sorry. I got. 
I got to be real. It's very difficult. You try to think, okay, so he's a businessman. However, we know that he's not a good businessman. He has taken advantage of small businesses. I mean, and, and the little people and promise people. And he's, then, put, he's put small businesses out of business by not paying them for the work that they've done. He's put people out of business. You know, um, I just think that he's been so wrong for so many years down the line on so many issues. It's just, it to me, he is a, a perfect example of, dare I say it, uh, white privilege. And, um, you know, and that's all about the money. He has no idea of what the average person lives with or has to deal with every day. None. Because he's never suffered anything. Right. Ever. And so, after, you reach, after you reach a certain uh, yeah. level of celebrity and you're perceived yeah. to have a certain amount of money, you no longer have to pay for the finer things in life. People let you in right. just because you you are who you are. Absolutely so, right. yeah, he knows he knows not of my experience. If people don't let me in nowhere. <laughs> if I don't pay for it, I don't get in. I just don't get it. You know? You're going to be let in. You're going to be let into the gates. That's all. The only person that matters. There you go. So. There you go. There you go. Okay. Yeah, but, you know, the business thing is a big it's it's a big thing for Trump supporters, like, oh, he's really successful. But let's just say, let's just say he is successful, more successful than I believe him to be, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a terrible thing that a successful person would then put small businesses out of business, right? But mm-hmm. if if I was a billionaire, a multi-billionaire, which is even further than my little mind can perceive being, but would I then use every method I could muster to to avoid paying taxes and knowing that my tax dollars would be substantial and benefit my country, which is my community? Would, would I be that selfish? Well, I mean, well, you know, I, I have to go back. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be hogging this conversation. But every time you bring up a point, I'm like, let me tell you something. <laughs> um, look at look at people like Warren Buffett. Look at people who, like, uh, what's the founder of Google? These are people who are trying to give back. These are people who are trying to do for everyone. They have so much money. They know they'll never spend it in their lifetime, their children's lifetime. This man that we're talking about today has never done anything for anybody but himself. This is the kind of person that they are talking about putting in office. Now, what do you think he's going to – you think he's going to change that now? Once he gets into office, I don't think so. He will continue to be the same selfish person that he's been all along. He's never done anything for anybody. 
he, all those donations that he claims to have made, it turns out she didn't make them. I know. They had to hound him to get the donation for the veterans. Hound him. Like a like bill collectors. Dude, where's the money? <laughs> Seriously. So, <laughs> you know... I'm, I agree. I don't. I don't necessarily think he is as wealthy as he claims to be. Maybe I'm wrong, but this whole thing with not showing your tax returns after it's been done all these many years—that's what happens. It's a normal part of running for office, and all of a sudden they're going to say, "Oh, it's okay. You don't have to show them." I'm well, over remember, it. remember, Miss Clifford. Remember. He told us way back in the 90s, somewhere in the 80s, 90s, that the Republicans weren't too smart and he's going to be able to run eventually. So he said yeah. that then. You yeah, know. and he also so, said recently that he likes the uneducated. I know. Right. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, that came out of his mouth. Yeah. I like the uneducated. I bet he does. Yeah, so, because they fall for it. Yeah. Yeah. They, the, yeah, they could stand behind him and say, you know, make this country great again. Uh, at what point for a certain population of people was it ever great for? You Hello. know, let's just, be, let's just keep it hella real. At what point yeah. was it ever great? And you're talking about you referencing a great time. Can you please mark those periods so we can go look back and look at what society <laughs> was going through? You don't exactly. dare do that. Because it's certainly, if it's not equal now, you know damn well. It wasn't equal then and won't be oh until we goodness. decide we're going to shift the paradigm on this entire thing. You know, this country, yeah. is, it predicts our spending in the trillions as a community. It's the trillions of dollars. They predict it for the economy, for the world economy. If we decide mm-hmm. that we are going to do collective economics and support and rotate our dollars in our own businesses, we can turn this thing on its axis, but we need to unite to do it. We need to well, unite that, to do it. That's the problem, getting a united front together. I think that's, that's been an issue for a long time. We have to find a way to pull this, pull all of us together and say, enough. This is where Absolutely. I draw the line. Absolutely. This is it. Yeah. You're listening to WJBR Internet Radio, Brunch in the Basement, with Javon on the line, we have Therese and the legendary Linda Clifford. Yeah. If you are interested, oh, actually, I believe we have on the line with us a person that I've been waiting for. But before we bring him on <laughs> and before we move forward, I want to let all of the listeners know that you can you can join the conversation by dialing 347-996-5394 and press 1 once you're in queue. Once you hear the show, press 1 and we can bring you on. On the line right now, 2951, what's your name and where you calling from? Hi, there is Raising Williams. That's who I thought it was. And you know what? 
again, Therese, what happened? I, I was not prepared, right? Not prepared. But I, I'm, I'm going to tell y'all, Nathan, I, and you don't even, he doesn't even know this. I've been following him for a long time on Twitter. I'm a big fan of your tweets, I have to say. And that's why I invited you on, because I love your tweets. I have not met Nathan personally, but I do know that he's a filmmaker, he's an author, he is a lawyer, and he's incredibly intelligent as per his tweets, and he's very passionate about this election. And I want to thank you and welcome you to the show. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Hello, Therese. Hello, Tom. How are you guys? How are you guys this this morning? Good Good morning. Good. Glad to have you with us. Good, good, good. Have you been listening to what we've been discussing so far? To be honest, I have not. It's really early in L.A. So Okay, great. So, um, <laughs> so let, let's just catch you up a little bit. We have discussed the derogatory things that Mr. Trump has said about women. We have discussed the fact that we don't believe that he's as successful as a businessman as he would have us believe. And we just started to... And we also spoke about the tax, the issue of not paying taxes, trying to skirt that, and not making contributions to society monetarily if you are successful. Also, not disclosing your taxes as a potential president of these United States. And we began discussing how a a large number of his supporters are uneducated Caucasian people. Okay. So I believe that nothing, that's nothing you've said is an untruth um, so far. So I'm, I'm I'm with you all. So and he let, likes them let, that way. <laughs> yeah, and that he he likes he likes the uneducated. That that's very very <laughs> telling. Yes, very telling. Yeah, it's just, you know, where where Mitt Romney's base were, you know, was a certain certain base. You know, Donald Trump, that's his base. That's what he that's what he's going for. And he knows he knows exactly what he's doing. Yep. Absolutely. So the 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 uneducated let's since we that that was the last um stop, that was the last thing we were discussing. And again, we have a, a long line of listeners by telephone. Um, those of you who dialed in, if you have something that you'd like to contribute to the show, please just press one on your phone and we'll see you and we'll bring you on. So for me, if I were, which clearly I'm not, but if I, if I were an uneducated, me, just only meaning that I don't have a college degree, correct? Is that what, or is it these people without high school diplomas? What what is what what makes a person fall into that category as being uneducated? Does anybody have an idea? Well, yeah, the well, media, you know, the media classifies it as you know a non college degree, but then they also um, they you know have broken it down to people who have, have not attained you know high school diplomas. But in general, they're talking about uneducated. When they say um, they when they use that term, they mean um, people who have not gone to college. 
Okay, so if I fell into any of those categories, right, I would be insulted personally. (laughs) I would be insulted. Well, clearly they're not smart enough to know they should be insulted. Yeah, but (laughs) that is true. That's true. But but you know what? There's also common, and I know people. You know, I think that's a lot of the problem, Javon. There's not a lot of what we call common sense. You know, when we were growing up, that you had to rely on that to survive a lot of times. You had, you know, just street smarts, any kind of smarts. But there's not a lot of common sense out there or there would not be so many um, very poor um, people who live in a lot of these rural areas who vote Republican consistently and they still, you know, don't have uh, proper living conditions or education for their children and, and, and that kind of thing. And to them, that's okay. Well, you know, and I, I think it. I think it goes. It really also speaks to access and, um, you know, um, uh, exposure more than anything. It's uh, you know, I, whether it's math and science, I don't think that's the big deal. I really think it. It is about access and exposure. So they haven't met people like us on the on the phone. They they tend to have stayed in the areas they grew they've grown up in, and so um, they know what they know. You know, and I, I find exactly. that when people meet. I, I find when people go off to school and go off to college and, and, and do these things, you understand that there are different people and there are different perspectives and that we genuinely want the same things and that, you know, that, that boogeyman Muslim is usually just wanting the same thing that you want. They they want love. They want to care for their family. They want the best for the people around them. Um, and when right. you go to college, you realize that because you're exposed to a diverse um, group of people beyond your community. And so I think that that's the indicator. It's not necessarily the education, but it's the access and exposure to diverse cultures and diverse people um, that kind of demarcates that line. Right. Well, yes. Uh, yes, absolutely. I totally agree with that. And, you know, it, like you said, it's just getting out and knowing that there's more to life and to the world than what you see in your three-mile radius, you know, and unfortunately there are a lot of people who are afraid to step outside of that. And so, yeah. again, they remain thinking the way they have been for I don't know how many hundreds of years, and that's sad to me. It's very sad. But right now it's something that we're facing that can totally destroy our country. Yeah, right. It's yeah, right. And, I, and, and that. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, and I was saying that I've been I've been saying that to people that this election is 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 more than just making a a choice between a Republican and a Democrat. This is really making a statement about who we are as a country and what we believe in and what we stand for. And a Trump win is not just a policy. Uh, is not just a policy vote. It really is, if he were to win, it would um, validate all of the vitriol and negative campaigning and all of the horrible things that he said about everybody. 
Um, right. And that's why people have to really mobilize and, and, and really energize behind, you know, voting because he just cannot win because we are better than that. I know we are. Right. right. There's, a, there's a couple of key issues that I, I'd like to address. But first, I want to take a call. Um, Loretta from Connecticut, you're on the line. Hey, how you doing today? Hey. Yeah. Oh, hey. That's good. What's going on, people? I um just tuning in. I'm just kind of running around today. I had a meeting this morning, so I didn't catch uh, all of the conversation. But I must say, um, you know, got to go vote on Tuesday, and I will definitely be there bright and early before I go to work. But I'm kind of worried uh, about this upcoming election. Um, and typically, I don't worry as much. I have not worried as much um, with the elections, but this one kind of got me on edge a little bit. So, you know, I'm I'm praying on it each night, and, you know, I already know who I'm voting for, but I just hope it all turns out for the good. Yes, yes. You know, um, I I love when folks pray on things. I think prayer, the power of prayer works. I, I, I need those prayer warriors to move their feet. And grab somebody, uh-huh. maybe 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 a senior in your community that uh-huh. needs to get to the poll. Maybe some young kids that are all fired up and ready to cast their vote. You know, we can we can help them get there. We can we can mobilize and we can make sure that our our voices and votes count. You know, and pay attention at those polls because I hear there's some stuff going on where you got to pay attention to what you're actually pushing and what pops up. Right. You know, just just stay vigilant during this time and encourage someone to get out there and vote and, you know, and have the conversations and however, you know, fiery they get, continue to have the conversations because we don't have a lot of time. Exactly. And, and yeah, like the president says, don't right boo, vote. And don't right. complain if you don't vote. Hello. Exactly. <laughs> and what, you know what the, the thing is, is that if we do show up, we do know that, you know, just statistically, we outnumber the people that, you know, would would have it go another way. So it really is about voter turnout and making sure that we're not apathetic and we, we don't think either, one, that, you know, um, it's it's taken care of, or, or two, that, that your vote doesn't matter. So that really is, is, is key, is, to, is getting people to turn out. Because we know that statistically, if we show up, then we're all good. Um, and it's just a matter of making sure that we show up. Exactly. Yeah, I think I think my biggest fear right now concerning the uh, the vote is, uh, you know, the very young generation out there that we we need to get used to the idea of going to the polls and wanting to go to the polls. We have to remind them that their parents and their grandparents were the ones who fought to get us this right. We can't forget about exactly. that. We, we can't. You know, it wasn't that, that long we ago that we were not allowed to vote. So, you know, you it, it's so important to me to see young people go to the polls and exercise that because people died so that we could do this. Have the right to vote, exactly. 
Exactly. And and we have to share those. You know, I, I, what I find is, and I've been sharing stories, my, my little cousin just turned 18, and he's, he's voting for the first time. And, you know, when I was growing up, my, my grandfather, who we call Big Daddy, you know, sat each of us down and talked to us about, you know, the, the journey, um, you know, his journey towards voting and why participating in the political um, you know, structure is important. And I think somewhere along the line, specifically in our community, we, we lost that storytelling passing down. Um, and we have to, you know, we have to impart that vote, not voting is not an option. I know that's a double negative, but, you know, that's just, we just have been through too much um, to, it's, it's, not a, it's not an exercise of your power to not vote. You have to vote. You right. have to vote because if the wrong person in this election gets into office, it will set us back 200 years. Exactly. Another 50, 100 years. I mean, we can't have that. We, we simply cannot. I mean, things are already starting to happen in different areas of the country. Every once in a while, you'll see a little story about somebody being attacked on a subway train or somebody, you know, being called a bad name. I mean, things that we kind of thought were not happening anymore, all of a sudden they're back in the forefront. Yeah, you know, so you so, can't uh, excuse me, I'm sorry. I just wanted to say let's let's talk about that. Um church burning. Recently yeah. the black church was burned and inside was scrolled the words um vote for Trump. Um, Trump, yeah. The KKK is are actively endorsing him as a candidate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Not only that's scary. Yeah, scary. it's only uh-huh. scary. scary. And not only do we need to worry about us as a people, which we should keep that primary, primary our primary concern, obviously should be ourselves. But we also have to look at what's being said about Mexican Americans, right. Muslim Americans. Yeah. This this country, the constitution, is it, it's very clear at this time. The, at this time. Not maybe not when it was written. But we are supposed to be separate from church and state. So any Thanks. any political figure that's Standing up and making speeches about the religions of others, you know, clearly doesn't understand what this country is supposed to be about. Well, I think that I don't. Th- I think most people don't understand, you know, the con- what the Constitution says, they, and I think most people don't understand how our our, our system of government works, um, and, and that's a shame. Um, but I also know that, you know, what, I, what I've seen from this election that we're going to have to fix no matter who wins is that this cloak of, you know, racism and discrimination and misogyny and chauvinism has been, it's been somehow validated that it's okay to come out and say the things that, that these people are saying. Um, and, and, you know, Trump's candidacy has, has, has given them, you know, kind of the green light to, to kind of be, to, to, like you say, set us back 50 years. And so we're going to have to deal with that as a country because that's just not who we are. And it's, it's not acceptable for people to say the things that they said and, and do the things that they've done. And, um, and we need to get back to center. 
Um, I don't know that anything that we're going to say about him lacking diplomacy is going to change it. I mean, it's clear that he lacks diplomacy. Um, he's talking about well, disabled people. Add the fact that he has absolutely no experience in government. Whatsoever. None. Well, so, you know what? you know, running a business is not the same as running a country. Running a country, this is not a business deal. You have That's millions true. of other things that have to be considered when you run a country. When you're in, in charge of a business, that's one thing. You're in charge. You can do what you want. But you've got to deal with Congress when, you, when you're in, as, as we found out, with President. Right. And mm-hmm. I don't think he knows you that know, there's this thing called Congress. I think he thinks that he's going to go in and be a dictator. And um, I, I agree. Yeah. I, that's true. That is so true. But let me just tell you that last night I was eating dinner at a diner, at a local diner, and there were two tables across from me, and I could clearly hear everything they were talking about. CNN was silent. It was on mute, but it was on the TV. And one of the guys said, he looked up at the television and he said, you know, we need someone with a really strong presence like him. We need someone like that. I'm not sure if he's the guy or not, but we need someone with a strong presence. And when he wants something, he says what's on his mind. So, <laughs> you you know, I, I can't look. I, I, I couldn't. I just ate my food and whatever, right? But oh, the oh. polls, right, the recent polls and the fluctuation in the polls, show that people can still be influenced. That the media still has a lot of power in influencing people. At, at one point, Hillary was doing so well. It looked like it was just going to be a, a landslide based on the polls, if you believe this poll. Now, it's gotten a lot tighter. So, I believe that there are people who still don't know, and maybe it's those people who are not educated or whatever. I, I don't know. Or maybe it's highly educated people who have always been dedicated to one party or the other, and they're just not happy with the candidates. And I will say this, just just like Oprah said about Hillary, if you don't like her, Fine. She's not coming to your house for dinner. But you right, gotta vote right. Well, you don't have the, to like two her. things. With the with the polls, one with the polls, historically that always happens. Um, as as uh, it gets closer to the election, the polls tighten. If you recall, during uh, President Obama's last two elections, around this time, you know, they happened within a point of each other, and, and people were freaking out and all that kind of stuff, and then we, we know what happened there. I honestly think that it's going to be um, uh, a landslide. I, I, I quite honestly believe that I just have so much faith that there are more people that, that know better um, that than the people that don't know better, um, and so I, I'm not as worried about the post tightening. And I actually think it's a good thing that they're tightening because that also allows us not to be apathetic and not to sit on our hands and say, "Oh well, they got it. They're going to vote, and it's going to be enough. It's going to be a landslide or whatever." Um, the second thing is um, 
I forgot what you the I forgot what the, the second part of your your thing was. I'm sorry, I got into the polls, but I wouldn't worry too much about being the polls. Oh yeah, you know I, I just I can't, I can't believe that someone is undecided at this point. I just I just I don't know what will convince them. Um, you know, they have three vigorous, I think it feels like the longest presidential campaign in history to me. Um, I'm actually looking forward to it being over because it's, you know, it's, it's, it's been all, it's been all consuming and it's not all consuming in a good way. We haven't been talking about the issues and the things that, one of the things that I loved about the Democratic um, primary is that they really did talk about issues and having Bernie Sanders in the race pushed issues that weren't on the, on Hillary's platform. And so I loved I loved that kind of dialogue. But this is this has just been it's been disgusting actually. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and I think, I think Ms. Ms. Clifford said it, reality T V. That's what the, the election has become. Exactly. Has, has anybody really seen has, Ava's, Ava's movie? Correct. I just think that the, we have to get um you know, the people who say they're undecided or the Bernie people or the people who don't like either candidate and are going to write somebody in, you can't, listen, <laughs> you can't, this is not a time to be undecided. This, you, we're too close and you have to uh, sit down and really go over the, all the issues. Who has answered the questions? Who is the most qualified? Who can do all the things that are necessary to make this country uh, what we all hope that it will become? I mean, the fact that this country is great, that's why everybody wants to come here, first of all. They want an opportunity for their children, like we all do. They want the, the things that they can't get in their homeland. They, you know, and, and this is always, it has been offered. You know, our doors have been open. So now all of a sudden we're going to build a wall? Yeah. I know. I know. That, that, people that, Stop. Has, has anybody has, seen Ava's movie? Has, has anybody seen Ava's movie? Ava's 13? movie? Yes. 13th? 13th? Yes. Excellent. A must-see. Yes. Yes. An absolute must-see. Yes. You must see it. It's on Netflix. Um, Check it out. It is is, uh, amazing. It is something I think that people should see prior to this to get a a great idea of how it all fits. She um, did a great job with putting all the pieces, a majority of the pieces together, Um, Mm -hmm. and it is in – Edited excellently. I mean, it's just I can't yeah. say enough about it. Um, I happen to watch it and and how all the pieces fit. And some things that you may not have. Well, I, I doubt that anybody in on the line with us now um, that uh, hasn't been able to understand the whole piece. But if you haven't, like, it's definitely a recommend for anybody that is like I would say thirty and under to take a look at um, because she used her platform, which she's brilliant at to um, deliver a message in this film and uh, had a lot of voices on it collectively that were able to speak to exactly what it, what it is. And starting from the prison system to how it all trickles down and the politics and everything today, and I just think she did an amazing job. And I think it's a, if you haven't seen it, please make it your business to see it. I, I um, have to just second that. It I is, have not. I saw it last, I last weekend. It. And mm. it is it, it is it is a must see. It is a pull the family together 
type documentary. Um, and it's not. And if you're not a person, I lo- I particularly like documentaries. But if, even if you're not a person who does, who particularly has an affinity for documentaries, it's so well done. It's really entertaining. But it's and more than anything, it's eye opening and educational. Um, so I think it's a must see. Thirteenth, Ava DuVernay did a great job. Yes. Uh, yes. Well, so you guys just gave anyway. gave a great plug for for the movie, and so I'm definitely going to check it out. And all of the listeners, check out Ava's movie. Yes, Netflix is there, and the convention room home. Yep. Let's yep, do yep, it. Yep, it's there. So yeah. on the line right well, now, I'm... we have um, my grandmother. <laughs> we're nice. not going to say we're not going to say how old she is, but I will say that I am. Getting ready to turn 52, and my grandmother's on the line. Hi, Grandma. Baby doll, I've got a, just a few words to say. I would like to say them, if you don't mind, concerning Please. this voting. May I? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <clears throat> I've got a cold. I tell everyone, ever since this voting began, with that person that's running against Hillary, that this vote, is the most crucial one of all times. It's a matter of life or death. And you know why. Mm-hmm. And it's the beginning. If Trump get in there, it's be the beginning of the end. Not the end, but it be a matter of going out of the world backwards. Because we will be going backwards. Because he wants to make a world, what he said, make a, a America great again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That is going backwards. However, mm-hmm. all I can say is that everyone should vote, 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 because it's extremely important. I don't care. Think about it. Vote. Like the woman said last night, don't be after Tuesday thinking you should have, would have, could have, because it would be too late. Vote and get it over with, and that's all I have to say, because this is really a crucial thing. I've never in my 90-odd years seen nothing like this. So vulgar, mm. so common, and disrespectful to the country. Thank you. That's it. Thank you. Grandma, Grandma oh, let me ask you one question. What? What do you think of all the presidents that, that you've seen, because you've seen a few, what do you think is the Worst, the, 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 the thing that a president has done in the past that's closest to what Trump might do. Is there anything, any president ever done anything close to what Trump is looking to do? No. I don't He's know. He's not similar Trump to is, any, any president. Trump is, what Trump has presented to me is unbelievable. It's like something in a horror movie, and it's, it's it's really not funny, but it's real. The man, I don't understand nothing. Trump has presented himself like the devil. He looked like the devil. He acts like the devil. He's showing that he is the devil. So if a person show you what he is, how he is, what he means, mm-hmm. how he mean it, don't question it. Accept it. That's who he is. He don't care about anyone. Me, me, my, my, I, I. It's no 
it's no problem with trying to figure out who Trump is, what Trump is, and what Trump is about. He tells you, he has told you that for months, mm. what he is all about. And he doesn't mean, now he's going to butter you up and tell you, you're so sweet, I like you. you know, he's a turncoat. But whatever, mm. all presidents have had scandals. But Obama is one of the most clean cut. Not take it up for him, because black, white, if you're right, you're right. I don't care if you're whoever you are. Obama has shown nothing but integrity in his whole presidency. And he's disappointed yes, a lot of people. Huh? I said, yes, and like, ma'am, said I like Like Al Sharpton said, no, Hillary is not coming to your fish fry, and neither did Obama and no other president. So they're not for one color. They're for all people when you're be the president of the United States of America. All people. That's what the president is for. And that's what Obama did. And let me say one more thing. Trump, yes, ma'am. Down in Georgia, down in the South, Obama has passed so many nice things that they speak on. They've passed some things here that they are doing, and they have tell you about it, but they didn't say what program was presented by Obama. Like the felony for the cops, the people come out of jail for the felony. I mean murderers. I mean going to jail at 13, 14, 15, 16, 18 for a bag of reefer this doing 5, 10, 15 years and all of that. They are coming out. They're having programs for them. They're getting good jobs, and they're taking that felony off their list so they can have a life and live on. They also have doing the schools down there, public schools down there look like charter schools, and that's all I want to say. I don't want to take up all your time. But Obama's program, a program that he's presented, everybody don't know that, everybody don't talk about it. It's not up here. They don't want you to know the good Obama has done. We've done yes, a lot. Yes, ma'am. Did the sun stop him from doing all the great things that he has done? So, you know, that's true, Grandma, and thank you so much. For, and for, I love you guys, and God bless all of you children on this phone. Have a good life, and let's do the right thing, and let's tell everybody, young and old, vote, 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 vote for Hillary. She's the uh, best of the two evils, if you want to say it like that, but I think she's great myself. Thank you. <laughs> Me too, Grandma. Thank you. Thank, Thank you so okay, much. Darling. Okay, baby. Oh, Grandma darling. for president. <laughs> yeah, right? How about that? What Grandma for president? She can do it too, y'all. Thank you, Grandma. I'm, I'm 90 you, some odd years Yeah, okay. yeah, she's, yep, that's true 90, And has okay. not missed a step, okay, has not no, that, lost a that drop That is so fabulous, that is fabulous Javon, can I, can I say something to what you Something sure. I just want to, you know, re- say something to what your grandmother said. You know, and this lesser of two evils thing, um, it really bothers me, honestly, when people say that because I really feel like it does not give Hillary Clinton credit for the legacy yeah. that she really, what, if, you, if you really know who Hillary Clinton is and you really have studied what she's done over the course of her lifetime, this isn't new for her. Before she even met Bill Clinton, she was working for uh, kids and poor families. And, you know, she chose to leave law school to go work for the Children's Defense Fund. Um, and right. if you understand right. 
what a big deal that is as a lawyer. I mean, first of all, law school is expensive. Um, and then to go work with Marion Wright Edelman. And if you know anything about Marion Wright Edelman, she is she is the epitome of sacrifice and dedication and integrity. And to have someone like Marion Wright Edelman throughout uh, Hillary Clinton's entire life be her mentor, that just says a lot about where her focus has been. You know, Donald Trump keeps saying, well, what has she done the last 30 years? Well, let's talk about that, you know. She yeah. re, she revolutionized what the role of the first lady was. That was when that's when people started first hating her because she said, "Remember, she was like, I'm not going to sit around and bake cookies and invite people to tea. I have a brain. I want to use it. I want to I want to help w- women and families." And um, and they hated her for that. Um, and 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 that's when that's when this started. And so you know we've allowed the media over the last over Hillary Clinton's you know. Um, We've allowed the media over Hillary Clinton's presence, you know, in our lives to kind of shape this this woman, this this mean, you know, person that I don't think is really true to who she really is. I've had the pleasure of meeting her um, on several occasions, and I find her to be one of the most engaging, intelligent, really dedicated, um, funny, um, likable people that that I've met and um and so it really just bothers me when people say the lesson so I agree with Granny, I think she's great. And I, if you really study her commitment to to service and commitment to helping people, it's been consistent um since you know, since since she was in college. And one of the, not to belabor the point, but uh one of the things that I share with people, like my friend Frenchie Davis who, um, you know, was on the fence and was, doesn't care for Hillary Clinton, actually just left to go vote for Hillary. Um, one of the things that I, um, I, I shared with her was this, this, this article um, from these black women that went to Wellesley with, with Hillary, and um, they talk about just what a warm and welcoming spirit she was back then when black women were not, you know, uh, there weren't a lot of black women going to Wellesley. Um, and it, it, I think it's a New York Times piece. Um, but that's just the Hillary that anybody I know that knows her knows. And so the lesser of two evils thing, I, I, I think the woman is great, and I think more people should really do their homework and, and see what she's been committed to all these years. Yeah, Absolutely. I, agree. I totally agree. She's, there you go. Um, yeah, if, if people study and, and really understand the work that she's done over the last 30 years, instead of what they're hearing from these phony FBI investigations. I mean, how much there's been nine investigations now uh, as far as Benghazi and then the email thing, and all of it is proven to be false or have lies involved, you know, anything to bring her down. And they're scared to death of her, and they hate her because they know that she has her eye on what's really wrong in this country, and she's going to fix it. So they're, they're very concerned, and they'll do anything. Absolutely. But, Let's take a, another call um, from the listener. 6623 are the last four digits of your number. What's your name, and where are you calling from? Um, my name is Zanetta, and I'm actually calling from North Carolina. Um, hey, Netta, welcome. Guess... Welcome to the show. <laughs> hey. Thank you very much. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> uh, last Sunday, I, I can say that I have officially voted, and I did vote for Hillary Clinton. Well, thank you very um, much. You know, when you when Yay. you look at the two candidates, 
I don't understand how anybody could be on the fence about Hillary versus Donald Trump simply because look at all the experience that Hillary Clinton has behind her. Look at, you know, she was Secretary of State, she was First Lady, she was a lawyer. Um, like the previous lady said, she worked with the Children's Fund. You know, talking about make America great again, America already is great. But just in case, and a lot of people, too, is getting hung up on the presidential, which is very important. But, again, being from the state of North Carolina, we need a new governor. We have, mm. you know, there is there is senators and congressmen and, and mm-hmm. bills that is on this election form that we need to change. North Carolina as a whole um, has implemented some new laws that is um, it's a little scary, to be honest. So, you know, mm. come Tuesday, in case people haven't voted, please vote for the president, but don't just stop with the president. Come on right. down that ballot, you know, begin to vote for your governors, begin to vote for your senators, for your local, um, you know, House and, and Congress, because it's very important. We are in a very scary and dangerous times. Um, Like one of the callers said before, again, I have to stand on my faith. I have to stand that God is not going to allow anything to happen. There's not already in the plan. But faith without actions is dead. And we have to get out. We have to support and vote and not just take a back seat to what's happening. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. I believe we all agree. Yes, yes, for sure. In North Carolina, what is the temperature around this election? What are your your friends saying? It sounds as though you go to church. What what are you hearing from the congregation? If you have um, any white friends at work or at home, um, that what what are you hearing? Well, unfortunately, due to uh... Uh, a health issue, I have not been able to be out in the community as much, but in watching the news, um, it is kind of, uh, it's kind of a mixed bag. Um, Again, being in the South, um, Donald Trump is going into certain areas, and he's getting major support um, from some of the people that are kind of scary to us. but I'm also in, have been staying in an area that I can say President Obama's been down here, Hillary Clinton, President, you know, Bill Clinton. And we, the, the temperature is we don't like the new laws that came into place, and we need a change. Um, you know, the state and the religion is kind of entering into what the HB, the HB2 law. Um, right. But... You know, they're tying so many other things to that law. So it's when you when I look at the news and even like I said at the polls last week, the people are getting out. They're doing the early voting, um, not just African Americans, but the Caucasians as well as the Hispanics. And the lines, I, the poll opened last Sunday at one o'clock. I was there at one o'clock, and it was already an hour and a half wait. Wow. So I can say that, and even today we was looking at. Um, the TV and Facebook, and there's already today's the last day here, and there, you know, people's been in line for up to two to three hours. So, and again, with these long lines, don't give up hope. 
you know, it's taken us so many years to even get to the point that we could vote. So don't let standing in line deter you from voting. Yeah. And, yep. and that's, well, that's encouraging. That's, that's encouraging yeah. because we need North Carolina. And I, I, for some reason in my heart, like you said, I, I rely on my faith as well. But in my heart that I know that people are waiting in line to cast a vote because they understand how important this election is. And like, like, like your grandmother said, this is life or death. This is, this is about who we are as a country and what message we want to send to not only the rest of the world but our own children. And um, and going forward, what kind of country we are? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much nice. for calling, Dana. Thanks, V. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we we appreciate you. For those of you who are listening, you are actually listening to WJBR Internet Radio Brunch in the Basement with Javon. On the line today, our special guest, uh, Therese, co-hosting with me, we have Linda Clifford, R&B legend, Linda Clifford, and the very, very sweet, handsome, and intelligent Nathan Hale Williams. And what I would like to do right now is just take a little, a quick little music break, and um, then we're going to come back and wrap it up because I have some, some other things I want to talk about with this wonderful panel still regarding the election. So if you're on the line and you want to say something, please press one. I see a lot of people holding, but um, people are not pressing one. Don't make me volunteer you to speak. So if you want to <laughs> press one, let's listen to this song by Faith Evans, Kelly Price, and Jessica Reedy. It's called, Troubled world. This song right here goes out to all my brothers and sisters all across the land. No matter what you're going through, you gotta keep your head up. Cause God is with you. God is with you. Troubled world. Every day through my so beautiful, God.
Yes, you're listening to WJBR Internet Radio, Brunch in the Basement with Javon. On the line, we have Therese, Linda Clifford, Miss Linda Clifford, and Mr. Nathan Hale Williams. Or should I say Ms. Therese, too, you know? And, uh, Therese, you know what, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know. So... One of the things that I've been feeling really poorly about, you know, bad about over the past couple of years is that I feel like we have not done enough to support President Obama. And what I mean by that, and what I mean as we, is that we didn't go out and vote in a Democratic Congress, Senate. You know, after the first four years, we should have realized that these these people, regardless of what they were sworn into power to do, have decided to stop working. And the only thing they're working for is against the president. And, you know, I'm just wondering what, in as much as we're talking about Hillary and Trump, are we focusing on the rest of the Republican Republican Party? It's been a disgrace over these past eight years. A disgrace the way this stuff is happening. Early on at the top of the show, Ms. Clifford talked about the people who Trump is surrounding himself with. I don't know if you all are aware. But Christie, the governor of my state, New Jersey, mm-hmm. all of his top aides have just been convicted of a crime. And I sat on that George Washington Bridge when they shut it down, three hours waiting to try to get to New York to go to work. They, you don't do a crime like that, shutting, shutting down the bridge because the governor wasn't reelected and the governor not have a hand in that. That's a crime. And and these people were convicted of this crime. Also, you have someone like Mr. Giuliani. If you resided in New York City while he was mayor, you know for a fact he was the worst mayor ever. The worst that ever did. Everybody who supported him, everybody that he promised something to, they all got screwed in the end. I'm sorry. I, I got to get this out. I, just give me a second, y'all. I'm almost done. <laughs> but, but I've been feeling this thing, right? He messed with the union so bad that the heads of the various locals of the union ended up going to jail. Because of, and I'm also a New York City worker, because of the deception and the devious things that they did with the contract where our raises for the, for three years were 0% increase, 0% increase, and then a 1% increase after not receiving an increase for years. This is Giuliani. And I hate to say this. But 9-11 was the best thing that ever happened to that man. 
pictures of him behind the crumpled towers have made people across this nation believe that he's all this great man because he survived it or he was there. Yeah, he was there. He was a man. You've got to go down there. What are you going to do? Not go? He had to go. Hillary was there, too. She didn't have to be because she wasn't the New York City senator. But she also got funding for those families and for the first responders. But, but they don't talk about that. Well, he actually lied about it and said she wasn't there. He didn't see her, and there's a picture of them walking right next to each other. Exactly. He wants all the credit for everything except for the planes crashing into the building. Right. I would say look at Michael Moore's film around 9-11 and figure that out for yourself. But, Mm. you know, I'm just saying. Mm. (laughs) The people that are surrounding Mr. Trump, and Mr. Trump himself, they are all like criminal minds and master, criminal masterminds because they've been very successful. Well, Rudy, we, Julia, I had, just, I had just arrived to New York when 9-11 happened. And, you know, I've never understood this um, love affair that conservatives have with Rudy Giuliani. Um, you know, he just every. I just want to say ditto to everything you said. I, I just, I just remember, you know, what happened around that, and I, you know, I just, I, I think he gets, he gets way more credit than he deserves, um, because the the tenor and the temperature of New Yorkers uh, for Ju, uh, Giuliani, you know, um, it, during his mayorship was is not the same as the way the history, the way they try to portray it. Right. Absolutely. Right. I remember there being one... parades and marches, and they had pictures of Giuliani with a little mustache as if he was Hitler. It, okay. it, was just, it was just terrible. I'd like to add one last thing, and, and this is probably the most poignant to me. I am a native New Yorker um, to my core in my bloodstream, and I will say this about Giuliani and Trump. Um, together they are unified in a lot of ways. Giuliani was the first mayor and unbeknownst to a lot of people that are living in public housing in the five boroughs of the city, started to sell private house, public housing, NYCHA, to developers. It started in Brooklyn, and it's spreading throughout the entire city right now. So you have a lot of NYCHA developments all over that Giuliani was the first one to start the sale, the private sale to developers that is still going on right now under the guise of bettering them, flipping them out, pricing you out. As we speak, it is going on. So if you're living in any NYCHA development near any of the bridges, tolls, tunnels, please understand that those scaffoldings that you see, those developers that you see coming in and fixing things, are there to take you out of them. And Giuliani started mm-hmm. that. So you, may, you want to thank him for that, you know, um, that whole process. Yeah, it's it's Making just it's it impossible crazy. for people to find a place to live. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And our homeless population is growing in New York City. So it's I just growing around the country. I got news for you; it's everywhere. Yeah, yeah, it's horrible. Not surprising. So I just want to talk a little bit about again Obama's legacy. What is it that the Republicans don't want to see happen? 
Well, they don't. They did. They well. One thing is that they, like you said before, it has been eight years of unprecedented obstructionism, and exactly. you know they they said when he went into office that their sole goal, their sole goal was not to do their job, but to mm-hmm. make sure that anything that he proposed that they stop, and the fact that we allow um, elected officials to do that. Can you go to your job and say, you know what, my sole job is not to do my job. Um, none of us, <laughs> you know, we, you cannot do that. Only in no, politics you can. can you say, and they're about to do, they're doing it again. Uh, first of all, we have a Supreme Court nominee that they are not even considering. It's one yeah, thing right. to say no to them and, 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 and actually have a, 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 a conversation and a debate about him and, and say no to him, but they haven't even, they're not even considering him. And now to they're saying valid, that they're... To have a valid excuse not to, yeah. to speak with him, but they don't. Exactly. Yeah, they're they're mm-hmm. holding our democracy hostage, and they're, they're saying that they're about to do the same thing again. They're yep. saying that exactly. any... And, and, and that is what you were saying earlier. That really is beyond the presidential election, because um, on Wednesday we're going to have to figure out how we move forward, whoever is president, um, is that we have to use our voices to make it heard that that is completely and totally unacceptable, that they have to do their job. And um, it, it's just, it's just, it's, it's, that is deplorable. You know, to use the Hillary Clinton term, that is deplorable that these people who are elected and we pay them to do a job are saying that their sole job and their sole mission is to make sure that they don't do their job. That's unacceptable. Right. It, it really exactly. is. How exactly. do we get those people aside? Of course, I know voting them out is one thing. But when these people are in office and there's no chance of voting them out for a period of time, we have to find a way or uh, get our elected officials to find some sort of law to get them out of office. If you don't do your job, you need to be fired. We would be. I agree. Well, we I would agree be totally fired. Would be. They have to go. Well, well, it's right. also, How do we it's do also it? our our job to go and see. It's, everyone shows up. A lot of people show up in mass for every four years, right? But really, the consequential elections to your life are those mid, you know, midterm elections. Right. And you, right. And we got to show up for those just as much as we show up for the presidential elections. And we have to look down the ballot just as much as we look at the top of the ballot because really politics is local. What's happening in your state and local legislatures will probably have much more of an impact on your day-to-day life than whoever the president is. And so you have right. to pay mm-hmm. attention to not only who you're voting for at the top of the ticket, but you have to do your research and, and see how many times your congressman has been out of, out of, um, out of session, how many times they voted on anything, how many times they on proposed anything. On a particular anything. issue, right. Yeah, and so you have politics is local, and so you have to know what those people are doing or not doing. And if they're not doing their job, get them out of there. That's right. Agreed. Right. So, yes. so yes. I'm, I'm excited to, tomorrow in, 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 um, in, in Los Angeles. I'm excited to go do phone calls for Kamala. I'm not, I'm not quite sure I'm pronouncing her name correct. Kamala Harris, uh, Kamala Harris. Um, mm-hmm. Who is you know uh, the the California Attorney General who is up for uh, Senate, and so we'll have another Black female senator, I believe, on Wednesday. 
in the Senate. And, um, you know, it's, it's, that's encouraging to me. That makes me, that makes me just as excited, if not more excited than, you know, what's at the top of the ticket, because those are really the elections. Those are the elections that really will have a direct impact on your day-to-day life. Right. There's only so much right. a president can do. Exactly. Yeah. So I have a question, um, Nathan, or anyone who might be able to answer this. It could be an ignorant question, I, but I just don't know the answer. Is impeachment a possibility of those elected officials who choose not to do their job? Is this something that we as the people could, you know, demonstrate our disdain and ask for them to be removed? Well, the, the problem with impeachment is that it has to start in actual Congress, and so, um, and so mm. you know, they so it's almost kind of like Wall Street. It's like who's going to police when you're policing yourself? Are you really going to put yourself in jail? Um, right. And so, you know, our 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 power really is at the ballot box. Right. Okay. So I hope everybody has heard that. That's very important. Um, like like I believe Nathan said, midterm elections, you know, we have to get out. This is just the beginning. And I hope everybody is really fired up and understand that your voice, your voice and your vote are synonymous. You you have to vote. You have to get out there and we need to do for Hillary what we failed to do for President Obama. We didn't support him by getting a Democratic House in there. And I think yeah. with our collective power, our collective voting power, just just the fact that he's there, it speaks volumes of the power that we have when we get together and speak as one. Right. So we need to do that. Agree. So totally. what will his legacy be? What do you think President Obama's legacy is going to be? I think the history is going to be very kind to President Obama. I think that you, when you step back and look, because I think that a lot of people are not educated about the myriad of things that he has done. Remember, eight years ago, we were in crisis. You know, we were, it wasn't, huh. it wasn't even, we, we were on the brink of losing America as we know it, not just our economy, but our positioning in the world. Um, we, people who had been our longtime allies like France and, and Great Britain were at odds with us because of our lack of diplomacy. You had asked a question earlier about what it means to have a lack of diplomacy. In George W. Bush's administration, and I attributed mostly to Dick Cheney, um, had us be renegades. Yeah. They, we were renegades. And so we were, our longtime allies were at odds with us. Remember, we were calling French fries, American fries, and all that kind of nonsense. And what President Obama has done is restored our position in the world as the, as the world's leader. Um, it has restored our economy. Um, mind you, there, there, some of it needs to, not some of it, more, much more of it needs to trickle down to, um, to the, the, the middle class. Um, but where we were eight years ago was night and day to where we are right now. We were losing 700,000 jobs a month. We have had record job growth. You know, don't ask, don't tell was still a law. Um, gay mm. people could not get married. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it just, you could just if go down. I, I, I didn't have health insurance. Yeah, I didn't have health insurance. 
as an entrepreneur, I my you know I had to make a decision between my eight hundred dollar health insurance premium or rent. You know, and so there there are so many things that President Obama has done, and there's so many executive orders that he's issued because you know when we did when he didn't have a Democratic Congress, so. I think that history will be very, very kind to President Obama. And as someone else said, he's done it with grace and integrity. He and Michelle Obama have been, you know, they have thrown everything but the kitchen sink at them. And they have done, they've done it with integrity. They've done it with grace and style and humor. And I think he will go down in history as one of our greatest presidents. I agree. I I totally agree. agree. I think you said it all. You hit every every nail right on the head with everything that you said, because again, a lot of people don't realize all of the little things that are hidden in the background that were not reported necessarily that he did and his uh, presidency, his family, his everything about him, the class, the elegance, the, you know, it just brought us back. It brought us back and gave us hope. And, Absolutely, uh, and I just uh, I can't say enough about his presidency and and the fact that where we were, as you said, when he came into office, we were so low, so mm-hmm. low um, that it just it just amazes me that we've come as far as we have. And now we can't let that go. We can't let that fall to the wayside with this election. So. Uh, his legacy will, will live on, and I agree, history will be kind to him. Yeah, the radio ads that I'm hearing um, uh, in, Obama, in Obama's voice, actually, he's speaking, and he's saying that a vote for Hillary is more than just a decision you make. It's about sustaining his legacy. And when you, that was probably one of the most poignant ads that I've, I've heard thus far because he actually speaks to the fact that if you want the change to continue, if you want to better the country for the will of all of the people, you have to sustain her in your vote because sustaining her is sustaining his legacy. And I was so proud of that because it's ultimately just that simple. We don't have the luxury of being able to say, you know, uh, here's a third person I want to vote for when they are not um, in a position at this point to win the election. You know, you have right. to cast the vote on the best uh, solution to the problem you know, that we're having and, and sustaining what we have going and keeping the momentum. Because ironically, you know, Barack and, and Michelle both are still behind Hillary and still contributing to the platform. So they're just right. running office, you know. So it's, it's kind of like you really have to understand how that works. And, you know, some people are really steadfast in wanting to say, you know, well, I'm not going to vote for them, I'm going to vote for a third party. But if your candidate is not positioned in the best space to win it at this point. It's almost basically, in my opinion, I'm going to say that again, in my opinion, throwing your vote away because you're essentially voting for Donald in that sense because you didn't empower the votes for Hillary. And and it's, again, this is just my opinion. Um, I'm very, you know, passionate about it, but we have to get clear on what we're doing as a people in America to move forward. We have to be clear on what our needs are to be able to communicate them and hold the politicians in place accountable for what they are. Yeah, amen. I, you know, high five, cyber high five. You know, I, yeah. one of the things that I said recently is that, you know, uh, it, it was disturbing to me to see on, you know, social media that people were saying they were going to abstain from voting. It just, that makes me actually sick to my stomach um, oh my because God. just 
of what we've gone through to get there. But one of the things, more importantly, just from a policy perspective, is we know that people look at demographic, you know, turnout. We know that when when people are crafting policies, they look at the who's going to turn out, which kind of voters are going to turn out. And if your demographics does not turn out, then you're not. No one's going to pay attention to what your policies are and your policy needs are. You really yeah. have to turn out, and you have to turn out in massive numbers. So you say, "Look, our voices are going to be heard because we're going to show up at the polls." And um, just not voting is is, is 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 just ridiculous to me. And then also, it's not an when you, it's not an option. And this is not the uh, the, the election to protest. But let's let's talk about a viable third party candidate, you know, you know, assume on Wednesday, you know what I mean? But because Trump really will undermine, I mean, because the Supreme Court alone, you know, we have mm-hmm. our, our justices, we have potentially three to four justices that might leave the Supreme Court in the next four to eight years. And mm-hmm. he told you, and he told you right in the point blank in that third debate, Roe v. Wade is going. And, yeah. you know, uh, Mary, yeah. you know, is going. All of that yeah. is going, and and so this is not. So if you're gonna if you're gonna do a protest vote, you're protesting against your own self interest because all of the things that we we believe in as progressives will go away. Yep, yeah. I totally yeah. agree. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> so yes, everyone who's within ear range, earshot, you know, please don't just go vote. Take someone with you. Take someone yep. who isn't dressed when you're ready. Get them dressed. Yeah. Get them whatever you get have. Get them to arrive. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, you have elderly people who can't get there. Get them there. You mm-hmm. know, do whatever is necessary. Your brother's laying there sleeping. Wake his butt up and tell him, "Come on, we going yeah. to vote." <laughs> Yes. This is important. <laughs> you're off. Yes. You're off on Tuesday. You're off because it's a presidential election. There's no work, so let's go. It's a holiday. Uh-huh. Let's go. <laughs> Get up and let's go. And I want to thank. Go. I want to thank each of you for calling in for listening. Miss um, Clifford, I love you to pieces. Your music keeps me going all the time. Um, yes, thank yes. you so much, darling. Thank you. I love you. You you you're just beautiful, wonderful and and I feel so grateful. Therese, you know how I feel about you, baby. You know, nothing but love for you. Keep making it do what you do. And Nathan, thank you so much for joining us. You're just beautiful. I just think you're a beautiful man. I I don't know what thank else you to so say. Much. And clearly I, Thanks, I wasn't Nathan. wrong. You are very extremely intelligent, and I think that we should probably, after the election, have another one of these discussions. Um, I would love to. I would love to. I would love and that, you know, too, but my, only my, my you friend... promise, you have to promise to stop calling me Miss Clifford and just call me Linda. Oh, I don't know if I can do that. Oh, my God. I, I don't know if I could do that. I'll work on it. I'll work on it. I'll work on it. But okay. um, but I would, for everybody, I would like please vote. I love each yes. and every one of you. And um, thank you so I much. Vote with um, the little Stevie Wonder, Big Brother. Big Brother. Yes. Yeah. Right. How about that? Okay. 
God bless you all. And um Thank you, Charlie. Perfect. Your name is Big Brother. You say that you're watching me on the telly. Your name is Big Brother You say that you're tired of me protesting Children dying every day My name is nobody But I can't wait to see your face inside my door
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.